three, two, one. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. So my name is John, and I was trained as a pastor. And you are listening to the most recent episode of a podcast I started, man, almost two years ago. I try to do a new episode maybe every other week or when I think I've really got something worthwhile to say. And today's one is exciting. I don't know if that's the right word, but I've been writing about this one for quite some time and I'm quite excited to finally get a chance to record it. So thank you for listening. This is Ambushed and regardless of the title... This is just one of the ways that I'm trying to give something back to help the world in some capacity. So if you're listening to this, honestly, thank you. I'm grateful that anyone even takes the time to listening to listen in at all. So thank you. And I have to say, I had four titles for this one. I wasn't sure which one to pick. Of course, I finally did choose... To be a person is a spiritual thing, but I also had the titles of the one on boundaries or the one on being a person or boundaries are a spiritual discipline. So there you go. This one is going to be about all of those things. Eventually, I had to choose something as the title, but here we are. This is kind of a shout out to a guy named Jonathan who suggested it, another guy, Noah, who's kind of brought up this stuff. And I seem to have conversations with people rather frequently about relating to other people. And for good or bad, I had to do a lot of research on this stuff a number of years ago. So why not coalesce all of these things together into one episode? So this one, is just about how to relate to other people better, how to do it more efficiently, how to relate to others in a manner that is hopefully not only more helpful for you, but also more helpful and healthy even for other people. So without further ado, let us dive on in this delightful September day. Now, when you hear the word individual, How do you understand that word apart from person? Because an individual and a person are very different things. An individual is maybe how you know and how you understand yourself. You know, like, as an individual, do you know who you are, what you're about? But individuality, you can hear it in the word, is different from being a person. Individuality has to do with how you stand apart from other people, from the crowd. How do you identify yourself as unique? Well, personhood, on the other side, uh, is different from individual identity. Personhood has to do with how you relate with other people. So here's the great question. Are you, the listener, an individual or a person? Do you understand your individuality or do you not know so much about your own personhood? Because yes, it is possible to be an individual without being a person. In fact, modern culture tends to value being an individual more than a person. So what are you? 
can you identify your individual nature and can you identify how you relate to other people as a person? However, in order to navigate all of this stuff about personhood and how we relate to friends and family and workplaces and the person that we see at Wawa, the person we see while we're out getting coffee to coffee shop, how you interact with the person in line in front of you getting burritos, all of this, all of those things, um, in order to navigate what it means to be a person, we must each learn how to draw boundaries for ourselves and as well as for others. So, being a part of a community isn't bad. That's a great thing. However, if you don't know where you start and where you end, there's going to be some problems. And so, the idea of personhood, yes, you have to know how you relate to other people, but in order to do that, you've got to know where you draw the line, you know? Where do you draw the line as towards what is acceptable behavior from other people as well as from you towards other people? Some people have got a different line, and so we're going to talk about that line right now. So you may have heard uh, there are three unhealthy ways of relating to other people. And at some point in all of our lives, every single one of us are guilty of doing one of these three things. And in fact, one of these three things is probably our favorite unhealthy way of relating to others. If you're ready, let's go into it. First off, you can be passive. Have you heard of this one? Now, when you are passive, and this is an unhealthy way of relating to other people, you don't really know how to say yes or no. Or maybe you at least know how to say yes to things, but you don't know how to say no. So for instance, let's say someone makes a request of you and says, hey, I need you to go do this task for me. Maybe it's like go to the grocery store for them. Maybe it's, I don't know, hold the next meeting of some, some business decision. If you don't know how to say no, that's going to be a problem and that might signal that you are passive because you don't know how to say no to someone even if they are an authority figure. Or maybe you'll say yes in the moment to the request. Sure, I'll go to the grocery store for you. But then when it comes to be the day of via text, you say, oh, I can't make it anymore. Sorry. That's still kind of being passive. You said yes, but you acted out a no. And so there's this odd way that passive people don't really know how to say no, <laughs> N-O, to someone face-to-face. -face. Maybe that's you. Maybe you know someone else who doesn't know how to say no. That's passivity or one example of it. Next would be, Aggressive. And aggressive people are only able to hear yes. They can say no for themselves, but when other people come to them, so let's say I ask you to go to the grocery store for me, and you say no, 
And then I start to get really angry and I start to become red in the face and I somehow force you to have to say yes to it. That would be an example of being aggressive because aggressive people, they tend to force or, or coerce other people into saying yes to what they want. That can be you, but often people don't realize that they are aggressive themselves, but maybe you know someone else who is. Do you recognize anyone in your family, friends, workplace, community that when they hear somebody say no to what they want, they get real angry? Because that's an example of an aggressive personality. And then the third one, which is really kind of tricky, is called passive-aggressive. And now passive-aggressive is kind of a mix of those two. Passive-aggressive people, they act out a no rather than saying it. Or sometimes, um, let's say, I ask you to go to the grocery store, and you don't say yes, and you don't say no, but you just act out a no. That would be something. Or it could be an example of, let's say <laughs> I ask you to go to the grocery store and you say no and then I go to your best friend and tell your best friend to get you to say yes, to force you to say yes. Not only is that passive aggressive, that's like incredibly unhealthy and that's still a matter of me not liking that you told me no, and so I find an underhanded way to make you say yes to whatever I want. Who? We're only 10 minutes into this, and here we go. Those are three examples of what it means to be unhealthy in how you relate to other people as a person. That's passive, that's aggressive, and that's passive-aggressive, passive-aggressive, but the best and the healthiest way is this fourth option, and it's just being assertive. Now, assertive people are able to say yes and no to other people and mean it. But not only that, assertive people are able to hear other people's yes and no. And I think that's the most important part, too. Assertive people, they can say, they can vocalize a yes and a no for themselves, but also they respect other people's boundaries when they say yes or no. And then if you want to be even more healthy, as an assertive person, you can help other people to learn how to say yes and no for themselves. And the world needs far more of those people. You see... Uh, I had a friend, Nikki, that we used to live in the same town. She's a wonderful person, just absolutely delightful, still is. But she said, John, you need to know that we tell other people how to relate to us. In some sense, we kind of coach other people what's what's um, what can be said to us. So remember I said that different people draw a line about what is... Uh, behavior that they will accept, well, we have to tell other people where the line is. 
And when other people cross that line, in order for us to be assertive, we've got to tell people every so often that the way that they are relating to us has crossed the line. Because we can't expect others to always know um, how to be assertive. We can't expect people to consciously figure out that they are being passive-aggressive or passive-aggressive. Sometimes people need to be told, hey, you're not allowed to be passive-aggressive or passive-aggressive in this situation. And that can actually be a loving thing to do, to tell other people, you know what, you are with an aggressive personality and you don't respect it when I say no. That is a incredibly assertive and healthy and wonderful thing to learn to be able to say. And I say that because, well, only assertive people are non-toxic. Let me say it again. Only assertive people are non-toxic. And everyone else who's passive-aggressive or passive-aggressive All of those other three types contribute in some way to unhealth in a friend group, unhealth in a workplace, unhealth in a family or in a business or in a nonprofit or in government. Like you can go small scale or large scale, but only assertive people are non toxic. They don't drain other people. They don't, um, they're not like acid that slowly breaks down the whole community, however large or small it is. Now, all of this is really important. And there's kind of an element of spirituality to this because there's a story in the New Testament where Jesus is, is, uh, the disciples come up to him. And they tell him that there's someone here who's got a demon in them. And they can't get rid of the demon. And he says, hey, some demons can only be gotten rid of by name. And I think there's some element in in that story that's really profound. That some, some forms of unhealth will never get better until they are named for what they are. I mean, even Confucius in like Eastern philosophy says the beginning of wisdom is to call things by their right name. Now, once you heard that, let's take a moment. Let's call something by its right name. Which is your favorite way of relating in unhealth? Do you prefer to be passive Like you don't know how to say no? What about, and in which case you just get trampled over often and then it builds resentment within you? Or is your favorite way of relating in unhealth through aggression where other people, if they don't act according to your way, you get furious and you maybe get violent either verbally or physically? That is unhealth. Or is your favorite way being passive-aggressive? You'll say yes in person to something, but then you'll act out a no, or you'll be underhanded and find a way to force the other person to say yes. 
maybe not face to face. It's important because some demons can only be cast out by name and some things can only be improved unless you name them. There's also a great guy, Thomas Merton, who I really enjoy that said, the whole world maybe has five people, maybe 10, who call all things by their right name. And those five or 10 people are the ones that keep the world from spinning completely out of control. And so, uh, even if you're one of the few people that can name things for what they really are in your friend group, in your family, in your workplace, even if you're one of the few that actually name it, you are doing an enormous gift by being a healthy person, by trying to be assertive, and by naming the thing for what it really is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is the one on boundaries, the one on being a person. This is how boundaries are spiritual discipline. Man, all of this is probably underrated. And we very rarely learn how to deal with passive-aggressive and passive-aggressive people until we are in the midst of actually having to relate to someone like that. Let's keep moving on. There's also, if you want to be a healthy person, you've got to learn to recognize what's called triangles. Now, I've already referenced them a little bit, but a triangle is literally a triangle. Let's say you're relating to someone else, a friend, it doesn't matter who, and then you guys have a disagreement and they go get another person to come and talk to you rather than talk to you directly. That is a triangle. And triangles are always, always inefficient means of communicating with other people. In fact, you might even know of a family or business that the whole thing is full of triangles and so people don't talk directly to one another. That is is an incredibly unhealthy system. So here's two thoughts. Don't allow yourself to speak for other people. It might feel really good. Let's say you have one friend who comes to you and says, listen, Roger over there is being a really big jerk and I need you to go tell him to stop being a jerk. On one level, it could actually feed your ego and make you feel good. That You're like, oh man, yeah, they're coming to me to fix this issue. Instead of doing that, and allowing a triangle to be made, encourage them to have the confidence and the backbone. No, I really think you need to tell that to them directly. Unless, according to like business model, you are HR, and they've already tried to tell them that, that the way they're relating is unhealthy, in which case, then yes, you are the healthy next step in the hierarchy and authority to correct the other person. But... Be careful when other people come to you saying, I need you to go talk to someone else. Because often that can be the signal of a triangle being made. In which case, you can be an assertive person and you can tell them, no, I'm not going to have that conversation with them. But I really encourage you to do that. And then once it happens, please let me know. If it doesn't work out, then I'll come and sit in and be a part of it the next time. But even then, I won't lead the conversation. I'll just be there to moderate it. 
So that's the first thing. Don't allow yourself to be triangled. But then, well, I guess the two is something I've already said. Invite other people to speak for themselves. Um, in which case, you're actually helping other people to become more assertive. All of this goes to say, it's also really important if you want to be a, a fully functioning and healthy person, you've, you really have one thing to remember here. You alone are responsible for your emotions. And you alone are responsible for your responses to other people. You see, a, a number of years ago, I was having a conversation with someone and she was yelling at me at one point saying, look how you made me feel, look what you made me do. And in the moment, I had no idea what was going on, but afterwards I had a conversation with someone and they said, oh no, those are legitimately the words of someone who's an emotional manipulator. If you go around and you use those same lines, look how you made me feel, look at what you made me do, then I have some bad news for you. But you, you have the tendencies of being an emotional manipulator because other people are not responsible for your emotions. And if you think that other people are, then you have got to maybe sit down and cast some demons out and name some things for what they really are. You are relating to other people in an emotionally aggressive way. Or maybe if, if those sentences are being said to you, it would be a great thing to start recognizing they are emotionally manipulating you and you don't have to put up with it. In fact, you can then be assertive and draw a line and say, this I will not allow. I will not allow you to re relate to me in this capacity. Because remember, unfortunately, we often have to tell other people how to relate to us. And that's not just a healthy thing for you, but it's a healthy thing for them to start to realize the dynamics and the script and the way in which they relate to other people. So let's wrap it up. I've got a, a friend, Jess, who's incredibly, she's just brilliant. And she says a lot of wonderful things, especially in this field of like uh, psychology and relating to people. But she says, self-awareness is the greatest gift that you can give to other people. So get to know the way that you relate to other people. I think that the Enneagram is one of those best uh, tools, that one of the best tools that we have to evaluate how we relate to other people. And if you, if you don't like that, I mean, it's a, a personality typology, kind of like Myers-Briggs, but it evaluates your motives. Um, then get to know something else, like the DISC thing or the Myers-Briggs or something else. Just start doing some active reflecting. Maybe sit down with a journal one Sunday afternoon at a coffee shop or maybe on the train ride home. Just make a note to yourself of every single interaction that you had that day that you just felt weird or every interaction that you had where 
maybe you think you experienced someone else being passive, aggressive, or passive aggressive to you. And then finally, and this is a really hard thing to do. I recognize that. So just give yourself some pause as you listen to this one. Get to know your own propensity for passive aggression and passive aggression. And then wrestle that down. Like do an honest assessment. I already said this before, but I mean, honestly, take a moment and reflect out, reflect back over parts of your life and ask, man, in this situation with this person, I tend to be more passive. But then with this other person over here, I tend to be more aggressive. What is it about the way that I go about being a person that that's how I relate to people? Because the world doesn't need more people who are passive, aggressive, or passive aggressive. The world is yearning and immensely desiring people that know how to be assertive and encourage other people to be assertive as well. My last note here kind of go back it kind of goes back to the title. The title is to be a person is a spiritual thing. Now all of this, all of these episodes of which I've done, you may think, okay, yes, John has been talking about faith or spirituality. Sometimes he references the Bible. Often he references Jesus in some capacity. You may have been listening to this this whole time and thought to yourself, what, what makes relating to other people spiritual? We tend to think spirituality just has to do with like prayer or reading scriptures or journaling or going to church or goodness, I don't know, anything. Well, sure, spirituality is about those things, but all of what I've been talking about is a spiritual discipline because it is a discipline to cultivate a healthy life. And to be holy, it might have something to do with being healthy as well. And so if you want to be holy, then you have to be healthy. And in order to be healthy, you've got to start having some disciplines that help cultivate a healthy mode of relating to other people. How you relate to other people is an immensely spiritual thing. And then if you want to do that in a healthy way, you're going to have to start being disciplined and recognize and, and be intentional about evaluating how you relate to other people and then how you allow people to relate to you. In some sense, having personal boundaries is a spiritual discipline because in the Gospels, Jesus talks about the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. How you love and live with other people is an incredibly spiritual thing. So don't let person-to-person interactions slip you by because faith is actually completely integral to those situations. God is a part of those relationships and how you relate to people and how you allow other people to relate to you. Pay attention 
to the way that you maybe give in to passive tendencies, aggressive tendencies, or passive-aggressive tendencies, and then maybe pay attention to which one of those three you allow the most from other people. Because <laughs> to be a person is a spiritual thing. Let's finish, let's finish with a benediction. I feel like I've been stammering a bit this episode, but it's okay because I'm human and so are you and we're all learning how to be more human. May the good Lord, may the good Lord bless and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you, but then also show to you the way in which you relate to other people. And may he grant you the courage and the strength and the fortitude to even confront other people for how they might be relating to you in unhealthy ways. May you, the listener, continue to grow in assertiveness and not just be an individual, but may you continue to grow into what it means to be a person in your own unique way with how you relate to friends, family, co-workers, and beyond. May grace and peace be with you.